0: Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88, right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. This is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and...
1: Mine has gone.
0: Touch out of breath.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, I am. Hey, Mon, you have to ask me what I'm thankful about. You okay, have to okay, ask me. okay, okay. Hey, no.
1: Mon, what are you thankful for? Well, thanks for asking, Lyle. I'm thankful. Nurse.
0: No, <laughs> what are you thankful for, I Lyle? Tell us. I don't care what you're thankful about, Mon.
1: <laughs> I have like three things that I'm thankful about. I'm going to tell you about all of them. I might do it up to the next segment because okay, like, so i, I got do a love bunch, it when you are I've excited. got a bunch of
0: things that I'm, I'm thankful about. Tell well. us. I'm super thankful that my wife is getting her Australian citizen. Oh, she yes! is getting Australianized today.
1: She's going to be a real Aussie. She's yes. been here for most of her life, but she's going to be a real Aussie for once.
0: Yep, absolutely, she's been a majority of her life she's been here Do you
1: get the, the uh, producer Shell by the way is Lyle's uh, wife yes. So do you get the passport today, do they give you the passport?
0: No, they just give you, oh, give you a certificate okay. and a photo with something. You should get
1: the passport ASAP because I've got to tell you right now The Australian passport is one of the most beautiful passports you'll ever see
0: Oh, there has got go.
1: pictures of like wombats and echidnas and dolphins and oh, it's a thing of beauty. Okay, guess prass, what else I'm thankful for? Okay, go, 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 go.
0: I am thankful for five litres, 460 horsepowers and 420 foot-pounds of Mustang torque.
1: Okay, yeah, the show's over. Let's go home.
0: <laughs> I had friends to come and visit yesterday and they'd hired a- uh, A Mustang. Current, current model Mustang and uh, we took it for a little bit of a squirt.
1: Got to tell you something, Lyle. Yeah. I saw it first.
0: You didn't drive it though. (laughs) No, I didn't. (laughs) You did not drive it. (laughs) I saw it on Sunday.
1: You saw it yesterday. (laughs) Yeah. I can't believe you got to have a ride in it.
0: I had a drive. How'd it go? Very, Lots very
1: well. Yes, <laughs> I have no idea. I Can will neither. I, I will neither
0: confirm nor deny whether we broke the speed limit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> mm, yes, wise words there from Lyle. It
0: may have eased over just a tad.
1: So it was a, a Mustang. What now? Um,
0: 2019 model, current model. Okay. Yeah.
1: Who like but what like what is there a model name or a make? I like, I don't know what it's you know how you used to have like Toyota Corolla? Is it Mustang something or is it something Mustang?
0: No, it was just a Mustang. Okay, they were just have like um, one line. <coughs> yeah, I'm not sure whether the bullet has been released yet or not.
1: Okay, okay. Um
0: so the the bullet one is coming out or or has just come out. I've yet to confirm that.
1: Bright orange Mustang for Lyle. Yeah,
0: Um, I mean, I I follow classic cars rather than modern cars, but when modern cars turn up in my driveway, I do take them for a drive. Of
1: course you do. Of course you do. (laughs) (laughs) You've been warned. If you bring a car to Lyle's driveway, it'll be driven. Okay, great show coming up for you today.
0: This is a reminder. You are listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show and interact with Mon and myself for the breakfast show, then simply go to faithfm.com.au and and press play or use the tune in radio app
2: Well early in the morning about the break of day I asked the Lord help me find the way help me find, a way help me find a way the way to the promised land the promised land Lord, won't oh, leave you lead me, me there. there Won't you guide me guide safely me Through the golden, golden stair Won't you let this body let this Your broken I'm ready Lord, Lord oh, Won't you lead me, me, please Lead me, me
3: there
2: When the judgment comes Find the world in shame when the trumpet blows, won't you call my, my name? name. Won't you call my name, When the thunder rolls and the heavens rain, when, when the, the sun, sun turns black, never shine again. Never shine again. When, when
1: the trumpet, trumpet blows, won't you call me, please, call my name? Welcome back. This is the. Sure on fit him. Lyle, I'm 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 a little bit left out. You didn't ask me what I'm grateful for.
0: Okay, mine, what are you grateful oh. for? Yours is gonna be boring compared to mine.
1: No, no, it's not boring. Stop boring. Not bo- Wait, it's on. already
0: boring. I'm I'm, I'm just going to sleep already. Yeah, what? <sighs>
1: I'm grateful for pears. I'm grateful for graven images. I'm grateful. Oh yeah, now who's bored? I knew that one would catch ya. I knew that one would catch ya.
0: (laughs) Pears was like Snooze, major snooze.
1: (laughs) It's you with the graven images. Oh, uh, well, the pears, right? So last night was my painting class, and uh, and, and, we and we painted
3: pears. We okay. painted pears, and it was really cool,
1: Lyle. You could, you should come sometime. Learn some acrylics. Oh, P.S. If any of my uh, artsy friends are listening, good morning to you. How's that tone going? Anyway, um, but yeah, graven images, and, like, I'm so happy.
0: About you should graven go and images. you should go and do uh, art classes with my friend Paul. Okay, he paints with enamel.
1: Oh, here we go again! And, and no,
0: no, seriously, it it looks really good. Um, he paints beautiful pieces of artwork that people put on their walls. He does um, he does murals. He does all that kind of stuff. Amazing artwork.
1: That's cool. I love murals. Yep. Really, really. Uh, he, really can, love he can he can paint. He can paint. It's my dream. He
0: can paint chrome that actually looks like bright shiny chrome.
1: Oh, that's cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I think we're gonna be learning that soon.
0: How okay. How to do that? Yeah.
1: yeah. But my graven image, right? <laughs> Sounds thou a shalt not make unto thee any great <laughs> image, thou shalt
0: not bow that look, down thyself to them Look,
1: I didn't make it and I'm not worshipping it, so I think I'm cool
0: <laughs>
1: okay. uh, But I know I've spoken before about the box coming from Africa And uh, I know you're probably confused because there is actually two boxes and one arrived the other day Which is where your presence came out of But the one that really had me stressed out where the shipping company was trying to swindle me That arrived yesterday Um, so I'm extremely grateful. One of them was just like a friend shipped it for me from South Africa and it just took a long time because I chose C Mail, which is like three months. Um, but the one that was giving me grief, um, ended up being like a a link of friends across the globe that got it back to me safely and away from these, uh, con artists. And, um, and, (laughs) and inside all the fabric and everything that I purchased is this statue. And I've been telling people it's a small statue. Because when I purchased it, it was one of the smallest statues in the souvenir shop. But now that I've unpacked it, it's actually really big. <laughs> but it's sitting <laughs> on what my. What gonna do with it? It's sitting on my bedside table, and I just love it. It makes me so happy. Like even though I study art and I, and I appreciate art, there's not much art that really sort of speaks to me. But every time I see this statue, it just tells me a whole story, and I love it.
0: What's it a statue of?
1: It's a sta- it's it's in Ebony, which is um, oh really? mm-hmm. okay.
0: You have my attention now.
1: Yeah, it's in Ebony, and uh, it's a it's a statue of a guy um, standing like, a, like an old sort of um, explorer kind of guy with that sort of explorer vibe, and he's standing on top of a mountain with one of those old like cameras on a tripod, one of those old big camera things, and he's got his finger up, and he's like obviously about to you know say all right, everyone, one, two, three, and about to take a picture, and it just to me it's like it, I can mean, just imagine the nineteen twenties. Or something, this like band of explorers off to explore a new land. They finally climbed a mountain that no one's ever climbed before and they've gotten together and they're doing a big old sweaty, you know, mess of them.
0: Nineteen twenty selfie.
1: Yeah, a nineteen twenty selfie. And he's the cameraman taking the picture and it's called The Cameraman. And I love it. It just reminds cool. me of adventure cool. and exploring. Oh man, I love yeah. ebony
0: as a timber. That's just the most amazing yeah, thing. Yeah, it's ever. beautiful. It's beautiful. It, I, I have one piece of it at home that I have been saving for a project. I've just not found the project for it.
1: Oh, okay. Maybe you can make the people that my cameraman is taking a picture of on top of a mountain. Maybe I Having could. just Maybe conquered a mountain, yeah.
0: I'm not very good at carving, though.
1: I do like the old safari uniforms with the pith helmets and the knee-high socks. <laughs> 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 and the elephant guns. <laughs> <laughs> now you're talking. <laughs> yeah, it'd be cool, it'd be cool. Now you're talking. So that's what I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for creativity and art and and uh, and yeah, and the way we can communicate with uh, with objects and with colour. Okay, Lyle. Yes, I'm going to hit you with a brand new quiz this morning. Okay. How would you go yesterday with a quiz? Fine. Did you have to start a new one? Nope. Okay. Oh, good. I'll do this one then. We haven't done this in a long time. This is a What Book Am I? So this is a What Book of the Bible, obviously. So it's one out of 66. That narrows it down from the billions of books out there that exist. Clue number one. Wait, let me check. This is the hardest one. Yeah, okay. This book tells that Hymenaeus and Philetus, man, I'm filled with regret, (laughs) wondered from the truth, saying the resurrection had already happened. This book tells that Hymenaeus and Philetus wondered from the truth, saying the resurrection had already happened. Ba, ba bam Lyle looks confused. My favourite oh, face close. on Lyle. I'm close. You're yeah, right, you are.
0: I'm close. If you don't know
1: the answer, you're not close. You're either there or you're not. It's not like a closeness. It's like a switch. It's either on or off. You're not like half on or half I've off. I've got
0: it down to three books.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, give us a call if you're down to one book. Uh, the number is 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. Uh, text your answer 491 64 669 Lyle is incorrect. Woo! Uh, So you can get double prizes while Lyle doesn't know the answer. Give me a call. I will send the prize this morning. This morning I'm going to give away a cookbook and, let me see, and a Bible, a cookbook and a Bible. And uh, once Lyle has it correct, we'll just send you the cookbook. But, hey, double prizes this morning. Uh, I think we'll send you a vegetarian cookbook. How about that? Sounds good. Lyle? Yes? Have you ever sent a text to the wrong number? yes. Or was it embarrassing for you? Yes. Yeah. Do you want to share it? No,
0: <laughs> <laughs> nah, it wasn't actually. I've never sent one that's been that bad. It's okay. just been like, oh, sorry, wrong, wrong, sent to the wrong person, and uh, it's been all good. Um, my wife, on the other hand. Yeah,
1: your wife has a pretty bad record of sending a missent text. Sent a, a rather
0: salacious text. <laughs>
1: that was meant for you. That
0: was meant for me. To
1: a group chat. To a group chat. <laughs> 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 a nice wifely text message that was only meant yes. for a husband. <laughs> uh-huh. And it went to
0: about eight or ten <laughs> church members.
1: Uh, I almost know the feeling. I haven't done anything quite that bad, but just like a two weeks ago, I accidentally sent a bunch of dank memes that I was supposed to be sending to my brother to uh, the social committee group chat that I'm in, which is literally like a bunch of... Older ladies in my church. <laughs> it's really horrifying for me. But I just i just pretended I was supposed to do it. And one of them wrote back, well, that was interesting, Monica. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I was like, I have to look these people in the eye. I'm sabbath. Anyway, I've got a really cool story here, Lyle, about an accidental text that went to the wrong number, which actually, instead of being embarrassing, uh, sparked an unexpected wave of kindness towards a family in need. Hmm. Uh, So it's uh, it's around a lady called Abby Fink who was trying to get in contact with her friend from church, a guy named Alex Jakeman, so she could actually bring some dinner over to his house. Um, Alex and Jakeman and his family, um, they were having a really rough time. They had a four-year-old son, uh, Noah, who had recently suffered a massive seizure. Um, So he had been in the ICU uh, at Phoenix Children's Hospital. Um, And in addition, uh, he he has a younger brother who is nonverbal and um, has lennox gastos syndrome, which is a severe form of epilepsy and cerebral palsy. Um, so he has brittle bones, abnormal brain develop, impaired motor uh, function, autism, basically. Um, and so when Abby sent her text message, which was intended for the Jakeman family, um, it didn't take her long to realize she sent it to the wrong number because she'd, she'd written, Hey, Brother Jakeman, this is Sister Fink. We are bringing you dinner tomorrow. I was wondering what time would be a good time to bring it over. And then she um she jokingly received a response from a guy called Bill saying, "Oh, what are you bringing me? I don't like seafood. Just keep that in mind."
0: <laughs> nice, <laughs> and, <laughs> that's a good response from a random text.
1: And that's when she noticed that the 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 phone number was one digit off from Alex's, and so she she quickly apologised and she explained how she'd meant to send the message to a grieving family. Um, and then on the other end of the conversation, Bill realized the seriousness of uh, of Fink's inquiry, and when he found out about the family and about their sons, he offered to start his own social media fundraiser in order to gather gifts, donations, and contributions from his own friend contact list.
0: Just from a random text, ha- text literally, message, literally. He was okay, like, "This is know- this is how you respond to a random text."
1: He was like, "Hey, you guys are having trouble. You're all doing this inside your friendship circle. Let me." let me go into my friendship circle and see what we can do. Um, And so they ended up responding. Everyone was like, that's a great cause. Let's do it. Um, And so since he's, since little Noah has been released from the ICU, um, Bill and his mates have been dropping by the hospital and are presenting him with cards and gifts and donations to the Jakeman family. Um, food was going to the family, toys for the little boys, and even uh, cash, $12,000 people oh, wow. raised. People raised oh, really? just amongst these two friendship circles. Total strangers on one missent message, and this is where it ends up. That's beautiful, right? That's fantastic. This and this is happening like in 2019. So if you've woken up this morning and I know I'm still a bit haunted by a newspaper uh, headline that I saw last week where it said nobody cares, the world doesn't care about us, and that really stuck like really broke my heart a little bit and I'm like, "Do you know what? The world does care, and you need to be looking at stories like this to be reminded of that." Um, And these people, you know, they were all Christians. They're all inspired by Jesus's um, ministry on earth, the way he cared, the way he gave. And this is definitely how we need to be inspired as well. So keep in mind, good stuff is happening around and you can be the good stuff that happens.
2: You will see there a highway from God's own hand. That will lead back the lost to the promised land And the voice of the Savior will call us friends saying, join in the song of the Lord We will call back our armies returned from war and we'll make into shares our useless swords Very soon to forget what they once were for When we join in the song of the Lord We will say in that day to the Lord Give thanks, we will not be afraid For He comes to say We will shout, we will call Every tribe and race Come and join in the song of the Lord You will see there a banquet For sinners' spread, Where we'll sit with the Lord At the table's head And our shepherds is our wine and bread and we'll join in the song of the lord we will say in that day to the lord give thanks we will not be afraid for he comes to save we will shout we will call every tribe and race come and join in the song of the Lord. We will say in that day to the Lord, give thanks. We will not be afraid. When he comes to say, We will shout, we will call every tribe and race. Come and join in the song of the Lord. We will say afraid, for He comes to save, we will shout, we will call every tribe and race, come and join in the song of the Lord, come and join in the song of the
0: Lord. Welcome back, guys. That was Wendell Kimbara with We Will Say In That Day um, here on Faith FM. Mon, we're going to have another clue for our quiz. Uh, What have you got for us there?
1: Well, Book of My, here in this book, we are told of a day when men will be lovers of pleasure instead of lovers of God. Mm. Lyle has it correct. So you can... (laughs) Win a cookbook. I love that little smirk that comes on your face when you get it right. <laughs> you can win a cookbook, a vegetarian cookbook, if you give us a call and tell us the answer. 1-800-FAITH-AVM, one 800 324 Get the answer right. Get a prize.
0: So we have um, some interesting drama taking place in the New South Wales Parliament today. Oh, yeah. So uh, Gladys Berejiklian, our Premier, is facing a spill motion.
1: What on earth?
0: So spill motion is basically where you toss the Premier out.
1: Oh, okay, wow. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah, yeah, big news, big news. Um, it's not going to work, but it is going to happen. You seem um, confident? So, so, yeah, I, the, I am, I am. Okay. And I'll explain why I'm confident as uh, as we work through this particular story. But basically you've got three Liberal MPs who are mov- moving this spill motion. I'm going to name them here because I think they actually need a, uh, a, and a prize and an award for this. Tanya Davies uh, – Matthew Mason Cox and Lou Amato. The reason that they are pushing for a spill motion is because of the abortion bill and the amendments to the abortion bill that have been um, put have been denied by the government and also the rushed legislation to get this bill through unamended.
1: Oh, good on them then.
0: And so there's a number of am- amendments that they um, were pushing for that have not taken place. And those include uh, prohibiting sex selection abortion. Mm-hmm. So under the bill that is going to pass, uh, sex selection abortion will be legal. And we know the terrible results of that, uh, particularly in um, some countries of the world where, you know, you've got... Um,
1: where women aren't valued.
0: Where mi- women are not valued. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And basically what it becomes is, um, yeah murder of women mm-hmm. uh, and, and that's what they're legalizing here and it, be, and it creates an imbalance amongst men which creates an increased level of men behaving badly and committing sex crimes against women because there's a higher level of desperation to be able to be with somebody and you can go to countries like india and places like that where you've got a massive massive amount of men outnumbering women you've got you know Literally tens of thousands of men who will never ever um, have a have a wife or a relationship or be with a woman simply because they are not available, all because of sex selection abortion. And these MPs were trying to ban sex selection abortion here in New South Wales, and they have not succeeded. Gladys Berejiklian is um, is set to legalize sex selection abortion in this country.
1: Why do they think it's really in this yeah. state? It just boggles my mind. Why do they think it's a good idea? How can they not look at the stats? How can they look at the world around them and go, this didn't work for any other country ever? Why would it work for Australia? And it doesn't
0: work for... And why would women push for this? Mm. This is all about the murder of women. Why would women push for this? I do not understand this. I understand that if you're going to have abortion on demand, it's something that would be very difficult to police. I get that. And that's the problem with having abortion on demand. (coughs) Um, We shouldn't have that either, but anyway... Um, the second thing that they were pushing was was for protection for the rights of health practitioners practitioners who did not want to perform abortions.
1: Right, and they'd be very careful. So, in other yeah.
0: words, so in other words, if you have a a moral conviction against abortion. Mm-hmm. Um, and you refuse to do so, and you refer to somebody else down the street and say, "Look, no, I don't do that. You need to go and see a different doctor if you want to do that." Then you, you're, you're, you're legally in in trouble because of that. You could be that's fined. Crazy. You could have your uh, credentials pulled. You could end up in jail. You know, whatever it might be.
1: It's that's really disgusting, especially for doctors who've spent so much time and so much money and getting educated. Yeah. It's,
0: oh. Um. <clears throat> And they also wanted to have stricter regulations for late-term abortions. Um, At the moment, all you need to have after 22 weeks is for two doctors to sign off on it. And if you can get two doctors to sign off, you can have an abortion all the way through to term. Um, So that's, you know, um, if so long as the baby's face has not been seen, you can kill the baby. Now... Once again, this is a, an emotional subject, and I understand that there are a lot of people who are really suffering who have had abor- abortions and are uh, you know really struggling with the after effects of that and I just want to say that there are lots of people out there who are, are willing and able and wanting to provide help and support, uh, particularly if this is something that has taken place in your life and that you are feeling badly about then um, call Lifeline or give us a call here. We can put you in touch with people that you can talk to, but the effects on women are absolutely devastating, yeah, and so we need to be and this' is one of the things that you know in the in the rally in Hyde Park a lot of people were standing up for was the rights for both, and we need to be standing up for the rights for both um, the mother and the unborn child because we are ignoring and glossing over just how much damage this does to women long-term. Mm. Okay, so short-term, yeah, no. Um, short-term results don't seem to, uh, to be huge, but long-term, the results are actually, uh, as far as depression and suicide, uh, mental illness goes, is, is massive. With depression, it's almost universal. It's almost universal amongst uh, women who have had abortion. In our world today... Abortion is the leading cause of death. And this is with uh, abortions that have been able to be. So, this is not including illegal abortions or undocumented abortions. Oh, wow. So, legal documented abortions last year in our world was just a tad under 42 million. Oh, my word. Cancer was the next closest at 8.2 million, AIDS at 1.7 million, just for comparison. Um, out of every 43 children conceived, 10 were killed.
1: I think that's so frightening is that when you just said that the depression is universal, It's was it 42 million babies were killed? That means 42 million mothers down the track <clears throat> are going to be hit with depression. Yeah, long-term depression. That's a, that's a huge number.
0: And it's a huge weight on our world. It's a huge… Um, Several countries. It's a, it's a financial weight. It's a… That's right. There's like twice the population of Australia.
1: Just, no. And that's just in bit, one year. And I think we've mentioned this before Australia. before on the show Lyle. if as a woman if you wanted to stuff up your life you could actually stuff it up better by having an abortion than by being a drug addict. Like yep. the effects are worse. Yeah. I just it, oh. I don't understand why we're not legislating against that. We legislate so much about drugs and drug use and protecting And We, our try, society and we, we, we do so that. much about
0: suicide. Yeah. You know, we just had Are You Okay Day.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly. And, and these are
0: good things. These are great things. It's it's but but then we legalize one of the primary causes of suicide.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: It baffles me. Yeah. But anyway, that's that's the world in which we, we. Not only do we legalize it, but we find people celebrating it. Yeah. You know, people celebrating the the, the rights of women to be able to kill their children. I don't get that. i
1: want to say abortion is healthcare. Healthcare for who? It's not healthy for the child. It's not healthy for the mother. It's not healthy for nobody.
0: There is nothing healthy about this whatsoever at all. It does not provide any healthy outcome. Now, I understand and I get it that, you know, uh, foster care and adoption comes with its own set of problems. You know, we're not denying that. We're not denying the issues that unprepared mothers are going to face. You know, I just had dinner last night with somebody who was uh, an abortion survivor because you know, uh, born in very incredibly difficult circumstances to a child mother. and um, and and you know, so thankful because you know the the two alternatives for that mother were abortion or to or adoption mm-hmm. and, and this person was adopted out and so thankful that and, and, and lived an incredibly productive life
1: oh done so much and for
0: contributed so much for to to society mm-hmm. and uh, of course as a Christian person, so contributed so much you know to the work of God just yeah, untold incredible talent benefit yep, yep. Uh, to our world yeah that we would have missed out on. <coughs> Um, if, if, uh, if this person had been aborted. Anyway, uh, moving on from there, if you combine cancer, malaria, AIDS, smoking, alcohol and traffic accidents, those combined still do not reach the number of people who were killed through abortion.
1: Oh, that's disgraceful. This is a really
0: serious subject.
1: And it's it's really sad because, you know, traffic, it's an accident and like cancer, you know, we can prevent cancer, but, you know, usually blindsize people. But this is like, it's something we're doing to ourselves on purpose.
0: It's a choice we're making.
1: 100%. It's
0: a decision. It is. Anyway, we need to move on with the show. That's a rather heavy subject, but uh, this is Sandra McCracken. Send out your light.
3: And defend my cause Against the deceitful man Oh, deliver us For you are the God In whom I take refuge Why have you rejected me? I walk around
0: excited today to have uh, John Hammond on the phone who is um, a master storyteller amongst many other skills that he has uh, John welcome to the show
4: yeah thank you very much Lyle.
0: now uh, I understand that you and I are kind of um, <coughs> suffering through uh, scratchy throats at the same time is that right
4: yeah I think we call it the learning everything is fine except my throat
0: <laughs> well thank you for taking the time to uh, to come and join us on the throne on the phone and I uh, I want to um, uh, just, yeah, we'll start off by talking about you were just recently in Fiji and, um, yeah, maybe what you could share with us some stories of uh, your experience there.
4: Yeah, well, we went over for a family holiday. uh, So we took the children and the grandchildren uh, so they could revisit where their parents grew up. Um, I was principal of Fulton College in Fiji and uh, we spent four wonderful years there so we just had a fantastic week yeah um, and and loved it
0: that's fantastic so when when you said you spent four years there at fulton college and just to as an explanation to yeah just to explain maybe to our listeners what fulton college is and uh, and and then share maybe what years you were there
4: well fulton college has been going for many many years about 60 years 70 years and uh, it's a, a senior training college before uh, Pacific Adventist University. And it has continued, but uh, they've moved from the old campus just north of Suva to a beautiful new campus uh, near Nandy. Uh, but we visited the old campus because that's where our memories are. And uh, we had students from 19 different countries, so it was a most uh, culturally oh. diverse place.
0: mm is the old campus still being used? What's what's happening there now?
4: It's very very sad. It's now quite derelict, and and in the tropics, of course, it uh, go downhill very very quickly. Mm, mm. So it it was a walk down memory lane, but but rather rather sad. Sure. And
0: what years were you in? Were you living in Fiji? Uh,
4: nineteen eighty two to the end of nineteen eighty five. Right. I was the youngest principal that have ever had there.
0: Oh, wow. Congratulations. That's a, um, definitely an achievement there. Now, John, you had a, a, a long life involved in education. Um, <clears throat> where did that all begin?
4: Well, it started, I guess, um, when my parents went to Malaya in 1949. Um, that's when, um, My dad was a doctor, and he was was asked to go to Penang and Malaya at a time when uh, the Communist Terrorist Emergency War had just started, and uh, there were a lot of snakes. People were dying. uh, The infrastructure had broken down after the war, and uh, the day we arrived, we uh, opened the door in the morning, and trot on the back of a 13-foot hammer drive, or King Cobra. Oh, my. And we'd only only been there 12 hours, and he slammed the door shut so fast he nearly left his foot outside. (laughs) And he came in, and he announced to my mother, don't unpack a single bag. We're going home tomorrow morning. (laughs) And there was a flight going down to Singapore, and so we sat down. That is one of my earliest memories of my dad sitting at breakfast with his hands shaking. And uh, he wasn't someone who was readily spooked. And he then rather dramatically announced that we're going to test God on this one. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said, we're going to pray. And I'm going to get my Bible. And I've got it here with me. And he said, I'm going to just open the Bible anywhere. And I'm just going to shove my thumb in. And if there's not a message under my thumb, we'll go home. Talk about throwing down the gauntlet. Yeah, that's a uh, (laughs) that's that's really um,
0: that's really throwing it down right there.
4: (laughs) It's a pretty risky thing to do. Mm -hmm. Well, he did that, and when he lifted his thumb, he read a text that has become our family favourite. He'd never read it before. It was Luke Luke chapter ten, verse nineteen. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. And he turned to my mum and said, I think we've got to stay. And so, stay we did for 12 years. We killed 12 cobras in the bathroom alone. And uh, uh, he saved the life of the senior communist terrorist without realizing it. Um, when every European head was the first $5,000 attached or otherwise. And the day before we left the country, uh, God just opened the window of heaven just a crack because we had a knock on the door, the war was finished, and there was a Chinese man, and he asked if he could come in, and he had a piece of paper. Now, it had our photograph, the photograph of our car, our address, and uh, the number plate of the car, and uh, I look at it, I could read Malay, and there was a, a message in Malay and Chinese, and it said, said, this is the Hammond family, and uh, this is an order of protection, under no circumstances is this family ever to be harmed, and uh, it was signed by this man, and... Uh, we just realized that God had protected us. I mean, we lived there when the, the governor of the country, Sir Henry Gurney, was assassinated, and they're uh, moving all Europeans out, but my dad stuck there. And mm. so I determined, as I was growing up, that whatever I did, I was going to work for church.
5: Mm. Mm.
4: The problem is my two brothers did brilliantly, um, but I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I was a classic, classic middle child. Uh, if, you, if you want to learn true humility you let your younger brother finish school several years ahead of you um, and that I I started doing secondary teaching and I bombed out of that uh, I had a grade point average of about zero <laughs> and uh, the only option left was primary teaching and I used to despise primary teachers We call them primary screeches. (laughs) Well, I I humbly lined up and registered. And in those days, it was a low-grade course, and you had to teach a class within three weeks of starting. This is at Avondale College um, 51 years ago. Mm -hmm. And the day I taught my first lesson, the lights just came on. Right. And I ran out of that classroom... Exulting, and I knew why God had led me through all those horrible years of failing. Uh, he was something I could do, and it, I I, uh, I can look into a child's eyes and see the panic when they are not learning.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: And uh, so I was a primary teacher. My first job was to open the Central Coast School at Erin, New South Wales. We had eighteen kids, and I think it's got about nine hundred now. Wow. Um, and so the Lord led me. I, I did eventually become a high school teacher and then at lectured at the college and then went out to Fiji and then I was principal of uh, Longburn College uh, before becoming national director of uh, Adventist schools for the last 13 years of my career.
0: That's, and, um, that, that's uh, a, been,
4: Yeah. yeah I've been so retired now for, for nine years.
0: It's a truly sensational story, John, because it's, it, it, it's evidence of the hand of God, mm. you know, from the very beginning where, you know, you, you, you tell that story of your, your dad telling, treading on a snake and then such a dramatic answer to prayer. Yeah. Oh, um, uh,
4: like Sorry? God, God rattles your cage now and again mm. <laughs> because uh, nearly 12 years ago I broke my neck and my back mm. and I wasn't expected to live and I was in a long, long coma. But the day I woke up, God spoke to me. Mm-hmm. And nobody in this wide world can convince me that God didn't speak to me. And he simply said, your work is not yet finished.
5: Mm.
4: And that's why I'm racing all over the world, uh, preaching the gospel, um, because God has given me a commission. I mean, how blessed am I after being given up for dead Waking up out of a coma, and then God telling me my work is not yet done. And he'll do that for anybody. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sometimes you've got to go to the bottom of the pool and kick hard, because God's waiting to drag you out. And no matter what you've stayed in life, God's got to work for you.
0: Absolutely. John, You mentioned you mentioned starting off as a primary school teacher and becoming yes. passionate about primary school teaching but then going on to, you know, being uh you know, directors of colleges and universities and you know, education director for, you know, the whole of the South Pacific in the Adventist Church, um, which are very responsible positions. Do you still have a passion, that original passion for for working with the with the young children?
4: Well yes. Um I'm, I hope my ex bosses aren't to this, but uh, over my time, I've taken 110 weeks of prayer. Now, that's a big chunk out of your working life. But mm. so what I would do when i go into a school, I never wanted to lose my hand at being a teacher. Mm-hmm. I would speak to the students twice a day, but then I would teach for that week as well. So that was my yearly sabbatical several times a year to take a week of prayer. Mm-hmm. And it is the most wonderful experience. I ever. I'm addicted to talking to students, whether they're five years old, 15
0: or 50. Now, John, um, some of our listeners might not know this, but uh, you are known uh, around the world as being a master storyteller when it comes to children. What is it that motivates you to be a, 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 a storyteller um, with, with, with kids?
4: That's a question I was dying for you to ask. <laughs> Uh, well, um, if you want somebody to remember a sermon, tell a story. And If you look at the way Christ taught, he simply told stories. Hmm. And the stories will stick. And you you can be five or you can be 105. You will always remember stories when people come back to me and they say, I remember that sermon you talked about. It's not the details, it's not the 15 points that you want to get across as the story. And I always believe in never laboring the point. People are smart enough to pick up the point in the story. Mm. And uh, I take yearly lectures up at the college because people just have forgotten the art of telling stories.
0: Mm, mm. And (coughs) I can testify to the truth of that because both Shell and myself can remember um, quite clearly, some of the stories that you were telling at uh, Tasmania Big Camp this year to a group of children, and all the kids were heading over there for story time, and Shell and I were heading over there for story time as well. <laughs> so that was um Yeah, it's,
4: it's amazing when you see some 45-year-old uh, juniors.
0: Um, <laughs> and, yeah, walk into story time um, and sit down and start listening.
4: Storytelling so easy, but it is something you have to work out. You've got to practice it.
0: What's your what's your number one tip for telling stories?
4: Um you well, my my view is particularly the uh, say a twelve or thirteen year old, you've got forty five seconds. You can be the most boring creature in the world and they'll give you forty five seconds before they distract. You've got to absolutely hook them in that first forty five seconds.
0: Mm-hmm. So focus
4: on that. And then, yeah, and and so it's got to be something that's engaging, um, and uh, I can remember when I was a speaker at the Campery in in Wakery in South Australia, and there were 3,000 kids on a hot night, and the band had whipped them up. I was saying, Lord, you've just got to help me, and he did. He calmed us people down, because I just launched straight into a story, and they're waiting for the next word, and and uh, I would have to say that God has given me that gift and, and given me the opportunity to earn it. I sit and listen to many sermons, and sometimes I've got to concentrate. I concentrate so hard I go into a form of meditation called sleep. <laughs> um, and uh, you really got to engage the kids, and the story's got to flow. Um, young people, old people and it's a story of salvation you can tell Bible stories over and over and over again and they'll love it mm. but if I have a hobby is I get into a Bible study and I'll research it and research it and get the background because we tend to tell the same story over and over again in the same way that we heard it the first time Uh there is no excuse for not approaching a Bible story in a fresh way Mm.
0: Yeah, that's, that's fantastic, John. John, we're going to have to move on because um, we're out of time. It's been wonderful having you on the show today. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's been an absolute
4: pleasure, and God bless you bless you
0: all. Yeah, and God bless you too, John. That was John Hammond, the uh, master storyteller, and a life of inspiration. Mm. Somebody has given his life to God, and God has used him in a remarkable way. We're going to move on with the show now. Mm. Peter Watts, and I'm sure, like me, at some time you have asked these questions. Does God exist? Is there anyone out there? And is God for real? As an atheist for years, my answer to those questions was no. But since then, I've had to reconsider the evidence. Evidence that
2: points to a God
0: of reason,
4: science, love, and
0: hope. I'm inviting you to discover these answers for yourself in my exciting new series entitled, Is God for Real? You can hear Peter Watts starting Saturday, October 19th. 7 p.m. Erin a room at Erin Affair. That is Saturday, October 19, 7 p.m. Erin a room at Erin Affair Sydney Wolverton.
3: I came to church a beggar and found I have a saviour, so Anna i Anna Biden so very similar.
2: And Cami Ogandi. Don't miss this once in a lifetime event as three of our country's best Christian singer-songwriters come together in concert. October 12th, 6:30 at Maitland SDA Church. Call 041 312 348 now to book your seat.
3: Hurry oh. now. ba ba ba
7: ba 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 Moses was just a baby boy When his mama put him in a boat And the river took him home Met a pretty princess. But it wasn't enough till I heard a voice from a burning bush saying, Tell old Pharaoh to let my people go free. (laughs) 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 David was just a shepherd boy. Wah-wah-oo. When the prophet Said he would be king Even though he was the youngest son uh, He heard about a giant Went to see the king Grabbed a bag of pebbles And he his sling And the rock of ages Brought the mighty giant to his knees Wah-wah-oo. Well you may feel a bit insignificant When you standing. And next from one of those men, but there was nothing special about about 'em until they let the Holy Spirit in, and with a mighty hand they took their stand. While well, everybody else is making cheap talk, it's not the size of the man that matters. All that matters is the size of the rod. Have you heard about the baby king Hark those herald angels sing He was the father's only son He taught us about heaven We nailed him to the tree But in three days it was alive and free Because the heart of the rock Was mightier than the stone So the next time you feel insignificant When you're standing next to one of those men Like there is nothing special about ya Just let the Holy Spirit in And with a mighty hand you'll take your stand While everybody else is making cheap talk it's not the size of the man that matters. All that matters is the size of the rock. Mighty hand, take your stand. Listen to me, brother, cause I'm talking to you. Jesus is the only one will carry you through. All that
5: matters is the size of the rock.